I'm Hazel Goodman, and welcome to The Winner's Call. I am so excited to share God's Word with you today. He led you to this podcast because He has great plans for your life. You are born to win, born to reign in life. You are no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. I'm born to win. I'm born to reign in life. Today's message is entitled, Watch What You Say, Part 2. But before we begin, let's pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to me by your word. Give me understanding, Lord. Now begin to thank him by faith. Lord, we thank you for it. Father, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Holy Spirit, I invite you to take control. Speak through me, Lord. Let them not hear me. Let each one hear you. And give everyone under the sound of my voice the answers they are searching for, the direction they need today. In Jesus' name, amen. And the church said, amen. Now, come on, wave to the person next to you and say, God has great plans for you. Come on, say it. God has great plans for you. Now say it to yourself. God has great plans for me. Come on. God has great plans for me. And in the mighty name of Jesus, yes, he does. Hallelujah. Now, as you listen to these teachings, expect breakthroughs. I always tell you that. Expect God to do awesome things for you. Expect miracles. Miracles are still happening on the earth today. God is still at work. Expectation is the mother of manifestation. And as always, as I tell you, this is no ordinary podcast. Every time you tune in here, it is for a divine life-changing encounter with God and his word. Come on, say amen to that. You will not leave the same in Jesus' name. Watch what you say, part two. Faith is a supernatural force, right? That makes the impossible become possible. When the word of God is meditated upon, spoken, and acted upon. Mark 11, 22 to 24. Mark chapter 11, verses 22 to 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, He will have whatever he says. In verse 23, Jesus is making it clear to us that saying is vital to our having. And we see this principle documented throughout scripture. Let's look at a testimony from the New Testament that's familiar to many of us. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? Mark chapter 5, we're going to look at her story from Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 35. Let's look at it quickly. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, 
turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Her words gave action to her faith and brought home the victory into her body. You know, she didn't say that one time, if I could touch his clothes. She said that several times. She no doubt started saying that from the moment she heard about him and the miracles that were happening. Now, because she was in an unclean state, she didn't entertain the thought of him coming to her house to touch her, right? Because in, in, in that culture, a woman that's bleeding is considered unclean. But in her weak condition, she kept on saying, if I could touch his clothes, I shall be whole. You know how that is. You know, when you want to do something or you're planning on doing something or you wish you want, you could get something, you keep saying it all the time, right? Well, her saying it gave her the strength to do it. You see, it's not enough to have faith in our hearts. Faith won't work for us if we keep it locked up in our hearts. It has to also be released through our mouths which will then empower us to take the necessary actions. If you don't say it, right, if you don't speak it and declare it inwardly and openly even, but when you're doing it openly, you're making sure that you do it in the right atmosphere around the right people. Because you know how it is when you say things, you know, that you're believing or that you're standing in faith for. And if you say it to people who are not in that consciousness, it can be discouraging. And so that shall not be you, right? You won't see the manifestation if you stop, you know, so you have to declare it. You have to say it. It has to enter our inner consciousness, which is why we're saying it over and over again. And likewise, on the negative side, if you're saying something negative, right, something that's not empowering, something that is not in alignment with God's word about you or about a situation or circumstance, that will enter you and defeat you. But in the name of Jesus, that shall not be you. You shall not be defeated in Jesus' name. Come on, say amen. Let's look at the woman with the issue of blood, the same woman now. Let's look at her a couple of verses from Matthew's perspective of her story. Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 to 21. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said, within herself, you hear that? Within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. You see, we have to say it outwardly, but we also have to say it inwardly. Now, we use wisdom, as I said earlier, but sometimes you're in an atmosphere where you can't say what you're believing outwardly, but just make sure that your inner conversation lines up with what God said. The late, great Kenneth E. Hagan, whom I have so much admiration and respect for, he talked about having people, like when he would do crusades and, you know, healing crusades and so on, would go out to minister or healing services. He talked about having people who were not receiving their healing or Holy Ghost baptism not come on the prayer line for about three nights 
So if these people were what they call chronic seekers, you know, they went here, they went there, and nothing's happening, he would tell them, okay, don't come back for about three nights. But he gave them an assignment to continually say, the next time I go and he lays hands on me, I'll be healed. The next time I go and he lays hands on me, I'll be healed. He told them to say that, you know, when they're washing the dishes, if they're sleeping, before, you know, they're sleeping, they get up maybe to go do something, go to the bathroom, you keep saying it. The next time I go and he lays hands on me, I'll be healed. The results were that when they returned and he laid hands on them, all of them got healed. What had happened? It had entered their inner consciousness. It had entered their inner being. You see, what you say is the voice of your faith speaking. There is the law of faith. The law of faith is found in Mark 11, 23 to 24. And it can work for you on the positive or the negative side. We just read it. Let's take a, another look at the operation of this law of faith. Let's look at the testimony of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Now, when the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, he was on his way to this uh, synagogue ruler's house, right? Because his little daughter was sick and Jesus was on his way with him to heal her. Mark chapter 5, 35 to 42. Listen, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the turmoil, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto him, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. See that? He put away all the naysayers. Close your mind to the spirit of doubt and fear and anxiety right? Face the situation with God and his word only. Listen now, verse 41. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. So we must speak to the situation, call it by its name and give the command in the name of Jesus. And listen, verse 42, and straightway the damsel arose and walked. You see, oftentimes we have something we want to do and it's challenging us and it's seeming hard, but we, we, and, and people sometimes give up, don't ever give up or be discouraged. Move away from the naysayers, you know, shut your own mind down, find what God has said and only say that when the enemy is putting negative thoughts in your mind. For example, when I wanted to do these podcasts, right, we decided we were going to do podcasts and so forth and so on so that more people would have an exposure to what we teach on Monday nights. And oh my gosh, it was so challenging. You know, this thing to be done and that thing to be done. Just the technical aspects of it, I'm speaking. But every week on our Monday night calls, we kept announcing, 
look out for our upcoming podcast. <laughs> look up for the look out for the upcoming podcast. Look up. We just kept on declaring it. We kept on declaring it. We kept on announcing it. And here we are. You see? So you have to keep on speaking. And as you keep speaking, of course, we were taking all the necessary steps to get all the technical aspects of it together behind the scenes, but we kept on declaring it even when it didn't look like it. And as I said, here we are, and there you are. Yay! Let's look at another account this time from the Old Testament. Remember the ten spies who brought back an evil report when uh, Moses had sent them, God had given them the promised land, and God, uh, Moses, God told Moses to send some spies. And so he sent out 12 spies to spy out the land, get an idea of what, what it's like, because we're going to take it. And 10 spies came back with an evil report. But two of them, Joshua and Caleb, brought back good reports. Let's look at verse 30 from Numbers 13, verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. You see, they were full of faith, and their faith spoke. Their faith spoke. Now look. Numbers 13, 31. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. You see, now, even in their saying that we were small to ourselves, and we were small to them. We are not to walk according to how we see things, but how God sees us according to his word about us. Don't take the world's opinion of you. Don't take the devil's opinion of you. You know, the devil will put negative thoughts in your mind and, or situations. Go to the word and find out what God has said about you and say only that. Look at who you are in God's sight. And how God looks upon you. God doesn't see your past. We all have a past. We all have things that we say, oh man, I wish I didn't do that. I wish it. But that's not, God's not holding you in your past. He doesn't hold you in your history. He sees you as a new creation. That's why when you come to Christ, you, everything is made new. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Come on, say with me, that's me. Come on, say it, that's me. And verse 21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Come on, say with me, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, say it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now say, God sees me in Christ. Come on. God sees me in Christ. Amen and amen. And if you're not able to make that, that, that statement right now because you, you're not saved, you haven't accepted Christ, we're going to give you an opportunity before we end this uh, podcast to, to accept Jesus Christ and come into the family of God. So beware of evil reports. An evil report is a report of doubt and unbelief. Faith always has a good report because faith doesn't walk by sight, but by, by the word of God. Second Corinthians 5, 7, 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Caleb and Joshua got what they said and entered the promised land. The ten spies got what they said and died. They didn't get to enter the promised land. Throughout scripture, we see this law of faith at work. And we can see it at work in our lives. That's why we have to be so conscious of what we say. Therefore, we must release our faith to work for us. We release our faith to work for us. You can have faith to be healed and not be healed if you don't release it to work for you. You release it through your mouth. And that goes for anything you're desiring. Now, how do we release our faith for our desired victories? How do we release our faith for our desired victories? Two steps we're going to look at today. Say it and keep on saying it. You know, the Hebrew word for meditation uh, is mutter, to mutter. So day and night, you know, you're, you're, you're resting before you go to sleep, mutter it. Keep on saying it, right? Keep on saying it. You know, in Joshua 1.8, when uh, Joshua was taking over from Moses, God said to him, let not this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night being sure to do all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And so when God said to him, meditate on it day and night, he was saying, mutter, mutter it. And so you and I must mutter what God said about us. Mutter the things that empower you. Mutter the things that bring you peace. Mutter the things that God has said that bring you joy. The more you mutter them, the more you meditate on them, it empowers you to become it. You understand? Mark eleven twenty three. Let's look at that again. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. And so we must only say the things we want to see. Number two, act on it. Take action. The woman with the issue of blood left her house and went on the road to touch Jesus. You know, and you know she had to be weak because she was losing blood for quite some time. So you know she was weak. And sometimes we want things the way we want them. And that can stand in the way of receiving our blessing. You understand? We have to be willing to go the extra mile. We have to depend on the Holy Spirit to guide us. We can't think that we know it all and this is the way it should be. No, we have to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, at that time, the Holy Spirit had not yet appeared on the earth. But clearly, God gave her that revelation. If I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And because she didn't question it, she didn't speak against it, she simply obeyed and did it, she got the blessing. Caleb and Joshua had to keep on saying, we can take it, even though the people were ready to stone them. You see, sometimes, you know, you're saying something and people don't agree and doubt naysayers, but you have to keep on saying it. And in the mighty name of Jesus, nobody is throwing a stone at you. Come on, say amen to that. As you say and do what God has said, men and women will celebrate you and follow you to love and serve your God. Come on, say amen. So as we close, remember 
to say only what God said, and as you say it, you will be empowered to take the action necessary to see the reality of your heart desires. So God be all the glory. Come on, let's give God thanks for the word that we've heard. Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. Come on, pray this prayer now. Lord, empower me to not just be a hearer of the word, but a doer. Come on, pray that. Lord, empower me to not just be a hearer of the word, but a doer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you're under the sound of my voice right now, and you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd like to give you an opportunity to do so now. If you're not saved, you're not saved. If perhaps you knew Jesus Christ and you got discouraged and disconnected, he sent me to tell you he loves you and he's calling you to come back home. So come, pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I come to you today. You know my life. You know how I have lived. Forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sins. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, my physician and healer, my provider, who died for my sins. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and live your life in me and through me. From this day forward, I belong to you. Amen. Well, welcome. You have just come home to the family of Almighty God. So now you have to pray and ask God to lead you to your church home. You belong somewhere. And it will be a church where they preach and teach the uncompromised word of faith which is the Word of God. I attend Winner's Chapel in Hempstead, Long Island, and if you live in the New York area, you are welcome to visit us there. And we have churches all over the world. I'm sure there's one near you. Feel free to write to me also at hazel.goodman at yahoo.com. I would love to hear your testimonies. Now, before we close out, I want to give you these uh, scriptural declarations that you're going to repeat after me And make note of them so that you can be saying them at any time. The first one is Philippians 4.13. Come on, let's say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it again. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Romans 8.37 now. Romans 8.37. I am more than a conqueror. Say that. I am more than a conqueror. Romans 8.31, if God be for me, who can be against me? Come on, say it. If God be for me, who can be against me? 1 John 4.4, 4. 1 John 4.4, 4. greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Romans 8.28, all things are working together for my good. All things are working together for my good. Deuteronomy 28, I am the head, not the tail. I am above, not beneath. I am the lender, not the borrower. Wealth and riches are in my house, and my righteousness endure it forever. Psalm 112, verse 3, let's say it again. Wealth and riches are in my house, and my righteousness endure it forever. 
No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue rising in judgment, I shall condemn. Isaiah 54, 17. Come on. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue rising in judgment, I shall condemn. Whoever gathers against me shall fall for my sake. Isaiah 54, 15. Whoever gathers against me shall fall for my sake. And finally, Psalm 118, verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Come on. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And in the mighty name of Jesus, yes, you shall. And in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that every good thing is multiplying and increasing in your life. I decree the blind to see under the sound of my voice, the deaf to hear, the dumb to talk, the lame to walk. In the name of Jesus, I decree the sick to become whole now, the barren to be fruitful, the poor to become rich and wise. And in the name of Jesus, everyone under the sound of my voice, shall any dead person be brought to the sound of this voice? I command the dead to rise. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace. Watch what you say and return with your testimonies. I love you. God bless you. Keep on praising God in song and dance. Remember, we're on our 30 days of 30 minutes of praise and it ends October 20th. But it's not too late to get started. Come on. <laughs> Remember to subscribe, share, and review our podcast. Love you. Bye-bye. If this ministry is a blessing to you, please visit hazelgoodmanministries.org and sow your love offering. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to hazel.goodman at yahoo.com. Tune in to our live teleconference, The Winner's Call, every Monday night at 7 p.m. Call in number 725-735-9904. Visit our website, hazelgoodmanministries.org, and our YouTube channel, Hazel Goodman Ministries, The Winner's Call. Remember to subscribe. I love you. God bless you. Jesus is Lord. I'm destined for greatness. Are you born?